Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. On today's episode, we'll break down Chiefs versus Bills. 24-20, Bills win. We're going to get all into that, what happened. We were there. We saw it uh, from a coach's eye angle, uh, not the TV broadcast, so we can give you that. Um, MLB playoffs, wow, lot of chaos going on there. Uh, Yankees and Guardians game five is going on as we record this because the MLB scheduled it in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. Um, so that's well, they're not gonna okay. They're not gonna schedule it over the NLCS. So, I mean, would you rather watch NLCS game one or a do or die game five? NLCS game one. That's crazy. Okay, but yeah, we'll get into that. Um, we're also gonna get into NBA award predictions, season award predictions, season predictions. It's that time. It tips off tonight as we're recording this. Nobody's played, so fair game on every prediction. And then at the end, we'll get into the college football world. The college football playoff is chaos, a lot to break down. But let's go ahead and start it off. Uh, and we're also going to get into NFL Week 7, of course. Forgot to uh, say that. That's just already on my mind. Let's go ahead, though, and break down Week 6. The Chiefs lose to the Bills 24-20. Um, who wants to go first on this game? Because I don't even have the words right now to describe it. The Bills are the better team. I mean... That that's plain and simple. They they played better. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a somewhat fair analysis. I think that the the game just was very much. Um, it was very well contested, um, and I think a lot of it just kind of came. Uh, it was just a way the cookie crumbles game, I guess, to put that together. It um, the Chiefs made a lot of mistakes. The Bills made a few mistakes. The officiating was shoddy at times uh, for both sides. Um, and yeah, in the end, the bills got the better of the chiefs. Uh, yeah, I think that, I think that the one takeaway we have to have is the Chiefs' secondary was exactly what we expected it to be. Not that the defense was the problem with this game, but, um, they really struggled to not give up some big plays that honestly ended up costing them in the end. Um, which if, if you're asking me, I think that's not the worst thing to take away from this game. Um, given that. Uh, the Chiefs had the injury situation that they had and that it's still only October. But yeah. Um, this matchup is just exactly what we thought it was. It's amazing. Um, I can't wait to watch it probably twice a year for the next 10 to 15 years. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll have to just keep seeing how it plays out. Josh Allen got the better of us in this one, but I don't think there's anything uh, from the Chiefs side of it to be too, too concerned about. I think that the Bills are definitely a beatable team. Um, the Chiefs definitely have their deficiencies that they need to improve. Um, but I think we got a taste that, once again, the matchup between these two teams in February is going to be as contested as it ever has been. Um, and I wouldn't really go as far to say that my main thing is just like, oh, the Bills are better. Like, the Bills are better. I mean, I mean they are, but it's not, it's not a problem. I think the one, number one thing that disappointed me out of this game was Buffalo has a weakness, and that weakness is they struggle to run the football and they have a mediocre offensive line. And they outran the Chiefs by a substantial margin on Sunday and, for the most part, protected Josh Allen pretty well. Um, that, to me, was the difference in the game. The Chiefs' leading rusher had 33 yards. Devin Singletary for the Bills had 85. Uh, and the Bills rushed for well over 100 yards. The Chiefs didn't eclipse 70. I mean, you you know the Chiefs. When they can run the football, it's a completely different team. And I just thought, man, as much as the game breaks down to Josh Allen and Mahomes, as it should, I mean, they're fun to watch. It's a great rivalry. They're you know, a great battle between the two. Um, and they definitely lit it up in the air as well. I think 
you know, this game ultimately came down to the Bills were able to establish a run game more than the Chiefs were, and that ultimately, uh, in my opinion, was a difference in what was a very close game. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think that part of the reason they were able to run so well is we were a little bit terrified of the pass. Because, um, look, I mean, you have to be. When you have yeah. Jalen Watson and Justin Williams lining up against Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs and a lot, yeah. it's, uh, it's something that absolutely has to intimidate you. I think I'm a little disappointed with the Chiefs' offensive line as well. Um, I think it's definitely clear that that Josh Allen is working with the stronger surrounding cast offensively. Um, And that includes the offensive line and the receivers. Maybe not the interior offensive line, but certainly the tackles. Um, And yeah, I think Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley both got cooked a little bit. And that was reflected a little bit in the way that uh, the Chiefs' offense ended up playing out. Yeah, it also comes down on that run game, Jackson, because that, we see that too high look so often. We saw it a million times again on Sunday. Um, the Chiefs should be able to run all day on that. And yep. they just, they can't. Uh, they really only have once, uh, maybe a couple times. Depends on how how well you set, consider a good running performance. Um, but yeah, I think that it wasn't, I still don't think it was a terrible performance for the Chiefs. Like, I think they played a strong game. They had an opportunity to win. Uh, if a screen pass to Mike Burton mm. is more on the money, they could have put no. the game away right there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it could be a lot worse, but I think that at the end of the day, it's not a time to be panic stations for Chiefs fans. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> shit of codes in the game. Uh, we kind of talked about, talked about it on the way back from the stadium. Where it's like, we didn't have Willie Gay, we didn't have Trent McDuffie. I mean, those are two key players for our defense that, who knows? I'm not going to say they could have changed the game, but they could have changed the game so that's something you definitely have to think about but <laughs> when <coughs> sorry and, and often on the offensive side i think we kind of talked about the running or i guess did we talk no we didn't well i did the running okay i thought i was for a second i thought we did and we did anyway the running game i think could definitely improve i think you need to get more Pacheco. i mean he has only shown good stuff from the season so far I think McKinnon is good in times needed. I think Clyde is definitely a first down back. But honestly, first down back, probably Clyde. Second down back, Jared. Third down back, Isaiah. So, I mean, I guess you can look at it that way. But when Mahomes got in the ball with a minute left, I said he likes to get crazy whenever we're down and we need him to score a touchdown. And everyone's like, no, he's got him. Like, he's shown in the past. And then, boom, pick on the second play. So, I mean, it was a little frustrating because I could have – I'm not saying, like, I saw it coming, but it's just, like, that was in the back of my head because I like I know he likes to get a little crazy with his passes when he's down. I mean, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. – the thing I mean, you saw on that play, too, is – sorry. Just on that right side of the field, mm-hmm. he, he thought it was man and it was zone over there. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, and I mean, I don't think when, it, when a game-winning drive comes up for Patrick Mahomes, though, the thing in my mind is he's going to throw a pick. Like he deserves more respect than that. Um, yeah, I know. And, I'm just saying, and, and I didn't hear that come out of your mouth either. But just, I was gonna say, 75 percent of the time, Mahomes gets it done. It's just that 25 percent. It's just like, ah, uh, <laughs> just like, damn. It's hard. I mean, that's, that's the thing yeah. I don't think people understand is it's hard to drive the length of the field in a minute. Uh, as easy as the Chiefs have made that look since Mahomes took over, it's incredibly difficult. It's a different situation if you need a field goal. 
Uh, and Pat is wired to where like Pat is wired, man. To the his brain will never leave this thought process of I need to make a play. I want to make the play, and you you like that because it oftentimes results in a big time play. But you gotta live with the times it's gonna kill you. You gotta live with the times where he you know misreads the defense or he you know like the first pick of the game to Kyrie Elam. Um, he forces it. You gotta have to live with that if you want to. Um, you know, reap the benefits of it as well. Yeah. And uh, maybe maybe a little bit of a <clears throat> more um, focused thought on the game, but I think one thing that the Chiefs could benefit more from going forwards might – didn't have the best game, but I think I think more and more Sky Moore is something we're going to see because man coverage was a big feature from that Bills defense. Um, a lot of these guys struggle one-on-one coverage – uh, and They're I horrible. think that's where I think that's where honestly I think Sky Moore might be our best one-on-one receiver. Period. Um, so I'd really like to see him get more and more involved as the season progresses. But there's I think it's definitely uh, this is a game where it showed like Mahomes is definitely missing missing guys on the offensive side of the ball. He's not as uh, not as loaded around him. On uh, I mean I think he's continuing to adapt to that, but. You can definitely see it. It leads to some frustration at times. I think that was part of that last interception. He kind of felt like guys weren't getting open on that drive before. Um, but I think I think give him enough time, and we're completely poised to uh, be be equipped to go at these guys again later on in the year. And let's let's also talk about something that happened today. Uh, the Travis Kelsey thing. I'm sure you guys saw <clears throat> converting three point something million of his salary into a signing bonus to create some cap space. Um, I, I don't think that is something you just do for no reason. Uh, yeah, insert Brian Windhorse gif. What is going on in Kansas, Kansas City? City? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously there's something to that. You don't just do that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they look at there. Is it a corner? Is it a receiver? Is it an edge rusher? Is it perhaps an offensive lineman? We'll see. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on, though, is I think that a big deal come January, I think what could alter this game a lot between Buffalo and Kansas City, um, is if Lucas Nyang is able to come back and play right tackle at an effective level. Um, it's kind of banking on, you know, a lot, but if he's able to come back and he's a solid, he's that type of guy that they thought they drafted to play right tackle, I feel like that could be a huge, huge boost for the offense. Yeah, I mean, maybe. That's not something I'm holding my breath on. He came into the league with serious injury issues. Um so we'll have to see how that one plays out. But yeah, maybe. You never know. Alright. I I'm I am I you do make the interesting point with the Travis Kelsey thing though, because it's definitely a situation where you can see the Chiefs reasonably wanting to improve at probably every position on the football field. Like you could say like besides like maybe tight end and linebacker and and running back everywhere, it's like, hey, we could use a player here. I wonder what they have in mind because you obviously have to consider this is a team that's pretty protective of its draft capital. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't want to get too excited over that, but I think that there are definitely things that Chiefs should be looking to do. Um, maybe try to stall up one of those gaps, whether it be the secondary needing some depth, uh, pass rush improvement, or somebody to uh, get the ball for Mahomes. Yep. <clears throat> Odell. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that's what someone I saw on Twitter. That's what someone said. This three million was for. Yeah, he's been sending Jesus, out some. Crypt- I think he might want a little Jesus. more than three. 
but we'll see. That's that's also what went through my mind too. Um, but also, like like I said, John, with the draft capital, that makes me kind of feel like it's a free agent more than a player. Or a, yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Because I just don't see. I don't know. They're for sure not sending a high draft pick out for half a season of anybody. So we'll see. Oh, they could get two seasons of uh, what's that dude's name? Um, Brian Burns. Oh, Brian Burns is a monster. Yeah, that, that that's what I'm saying. Be... I would totally. That's like the one dude I'd give draft capital up for. That that get, that though, a, a guy like that is a first round pick. And... Yeah, he is. But I mean, like, we gave a first round pick for Frank Clark, and it didn't do shit. Hey, so maybe that, that's probably right. why they'd be more hesitant to do it because they've given one up for Orlando Brown and for Frank Clark, and it hasn't worked out yeah. the way they wanted either time. Yeah. yeah. Both times it hasn't worked out. But then again, it's not like um, our first round picks have been amazing either. Not that not that they've been bad, but small sample size in the recent years. Yeah, we don't have too many. So, yeah. 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 Um, okay, well, let's move into week seven. Um, Josh, what are the standings before we do it? All right. Uh, Jackson, you are still in first due to underdog of the week tiebreaker at four and two. I am four and two as well. John is three and three. Underdog of the week. John, you're three and three. I'm two and four. Jackson's three and three. Who cool. was my underdog? I can't. It was the Bengals. Or the Dolphins. Oof. He went with Skyler. If I the Cowboys would have made a field goal at the end, Jackson would have catched his block. I was pissed, but whatever. You live and you learn. Okay. Thursday night football. Saints at Cardinals. Cardinals are one and a half point favorites. The return of DeAndre Hopkins to the lineup and Robbie Anderson might be making his debut with Arizona. Yeah, um, I don't have a great read on this one because Arizona with DeAndre Hopkins is just an entirely different football team. They've been pretty bad up until this point, but that's one of the best receivers to ever play. Um, So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt at home. Uh, but geez, two and five would look pretty bad on the Saints if they don't pull this one off. I thought they were a little better than that. Uh, I'm also gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Cardinals. I think whoever loses definitely is not making the playoffs. Yeah, they're in serious trouble. Whoever loses this game, I like Arizona, but this game, man, it's, something's clearly wrong with the Cardinals. Like offensively, and I and I I'm not even saying it's Kyler. Like I just don't know what it is, but something is completely off and it feels like it's more than just DeAndre Hopkins. It feels like there's something schematically off. Maybe that gets fixed when you add a receiver back to the lineup like DeAndre. But from what I'm seeing, man, this has been a bad Arizona Cardinal football team. Uh, and, and like I said, they're both two and four. Neither have had a great start, but it feels like this loss would be the nail in the coffin for both of them. All right. Moving on to the Sunday slate at noon. The Packers at the Commanders. The Packers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Taylor Heineke starting for the Commanders. Yeah, I'll take the Packers. Uh, is Carson Wentz injured, or did he just get He's, he's hurt. Benched. Unfortunately, I wanted him to play because I feel like Washington's worse off with Carson Wentz. But, yeah, he's, he's hurt. Yeah, I'll take the Packers to bounce back here. Uh, I think this is a good opportunity for them to do it against a very crappy team. Yeah, I like I like the Packers. I mean, I was thinking about taking Log of the Week, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I thought about it as well. I like the Commanders. Um, I think Green Bay is about to go <laughs> on about a six or seven game losing streak. Uh, 
if they don't win this one, it's over. They play Buffalo, Dallas, Philly. It's over if they don't win this one. And uh, Taylor Heineke is going to dice Green Bay's defense to shreds. I just can see it already. It's going to be and it's going to be bad. It's going to be a very very bad week for the Packers. Um, yeah. Moving on, the Falcons still perfect against the spread, six and zero at the Bengals. The Bengals are six point home favorites. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Bengals to win this one. They, thank God, kept me in the lock of the week race. Um, so, yeah. I'm so tempted to make Falcons lock of the week, but I just want them to continue undefeated against the spread, and I don't want to jinx them, you know? So, give me the Bengals. I like them to win. Yeah, I like the Bengals here. Um, no strong feelings on the, the line. Um, yeah, wouldn't be surprised either way. Both teams, three and three. The Falcons, forget just like the covering. Like they've actually been a lot better of a football team than I think most they have. anticipated. So I would agree. Yeah, I don't think this is by far, I don't think this is by any means an easy game for Cincinnati. But moving on, we've got the Lions coming off their bye week at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are seven point home favorites. Um, John, sorry. Okay, yeah. I am going to take the Cowboys, I thought about underdogging the Lions here, because I think this would be a fun one to do it in. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think in the battle of the Thanksgiving squads, uh, you know, Cowboys almost got that win last week. They're a pretty good football team. Uh, so I think they'll they'll get the ship turned around at home. It's a good chance for them. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't underdog it, because I am going to underdog it. Give me Cowboys, or Lions, underdog of the week. Yeah, and I mean, I knew you were going to, because you were going <laughs> to jump in there how, uh, so, how long does Dan Campbell get to stay there before he's on the hot seat? Cause, uh, I don't think he was on the hot seat this whole year. I think this Lions team has shown they've been good this whole year other than the Patriots game, obviously. I mean, are they? So I th- <laughs> my problem is, is do they look better than last year? Because this is exactly what they did last year. They just lost a bunch of close games. And it's kind of been the same situation. I don't know. If I'm a Lions fan, I'm looking at the Giants and I'm saying, our roster is not that much worse than theirs. And Brian Dable has that mm-hmm. thing working. So, I, I don't know. I just feel like Dan Campbell, fun guy, motivational guy. Uh, obviously, his players love playing for him, but is he the, is he the X's and O guy that they need? Probably not. Uh, don't care who starts for Dallas here. I like them to win convincingly. Uh, next game, Colts at Titans. Titans are two-and-a-half-point home favorites. Coming off a bye. You know, I considered locking this one in, um, but... I'll take the Titans. I always want to go against the Colts, um, but they they kind of they kind of surprised me last week. For yeah. a little bit there, I was regretting not going against them. We both talked about how we wanted to take the Jaguars as our lock of the week uh, and thought better of it. Uh, thank God we I, I avoided that pitfall. Yeah, uh, <laughs> John. Yeah, give me Titans lock of the week minus two. And a half. <laughs> you know what? It's good because you're gonna lose them both because I thought they were good ideas. So uh, no, but I. I, I'm 2-0 with the Titans so far in lock of the weeks. I think they're a really good football team that's not getting enough credit. No, I shouldn't say really good, but a better team than what they're getting the credit for. How long until they end up first in the AFC, though? Because I feel like it's just going to happen eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I really hope not. I really hope not. I'll say this. Vegas 
has something they know with the Colts. Like they know something that the Colt about the Colts that the public just can't figure out. Because last week's line made zero sense that Indy would be favored over Jacksonville. And then this week's line I'm looking at and I'm thinking this makes no sense either. Tennessee should be a four to five point favorite at home over the Colts. Uh, especially if they're going to Indy and beating the Colts like a few weeks ago. But I mean Vegas knows the Colts, so I I'm a I'm picking the Titans, but for some reason, man, the Colts somehow they can pull out wins and they can look terrible at the same time. I don't get it. Um, next game, Buccaneers at the Panthers, largest line of the week by far. Buccaneers by eleven. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Buccaneers. Panthers are looking to trade their entire team. <laughs> um, they suck. <laughs> I'm gonna take Panthers or not Panthers. I'm gonna take Buccaneers. And I was going to take Bucks minus line because I'm assuming we're all taking Bucks, so might as well say what the line, what we think the line would be. I, I like Tampa to win. Eleven's a little much, but um, yeah, I like Tampa to win this game, bounce back. Can't afford to lose to Kenny Pickett and PJ Walker back to back. Can't do it. And if Steve Wilkes somehow creates a defensive plan to stop Tom Brady, but he couldn't create a defensive plan at Mizzou to stop like those quarterbacks, it's going to be a little salty, but it won't happen. He was actually good at Mizzou, whether people want to admit it or not. Say, we started to turn good, and now look at our defense. Hey, it's okay. Defense is far from the problem with Mizzou, but that can be a conversation for another day. Um, All right. Next game, New York football Giants at Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags are three-point home favorites. Uh, yeah, I thought about underdogging the Giants of the week, but I don't know, man. I kind of want to put them on fraud watch. So. I kind of have them on fraud watch, and I think the books have them on fraud watch too. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm gonna take Jacksonville to win. Um, and go with that. Yeah, this would be the obvious. The Giants. This would be the obvious underdog of the week if it was three and a half, John. But it's not. You said three yeah. and a half. I said three. But yeah, it's three. It's three. Giants minus or Jags minus three. Anyway, I I like I like the Giants. I think I think they're a good football team. I think they're just a team that finds ways to win. And I mean, that's all you need in the NFL. The Giants have been favored one time this season. Let's just admire that. They are five and one, and they've been favored once. Obviously, that's insane. They have a winning formula. Every single game that that team has played this year has finished in a one-possession score. Every single one. They have not played one game that finished in a double-digit or or a two-possession game. That's the Giants, man. Uh, So, yeah, I like the Giants to win this week. They've clearly figured out a skill of winning close games with shitty players. I don't know how they're doing it, but clearly Brian Dable has his ways. So, yeah, I like the Giants. Next game. Another noon slate, uh, another game of the noon slate. The Browns at the Ravens. The Ravens are six and a half point home favorites. This is a bit juicy, um, <laughs> given the way the Browns the Browns play football. Um, I'll just take the Ravens to win this game. Uh, yeah, that's what I'll go with. Well, I just feel like it's impossible to tell which Browns team you're gonna get. So therefore, I'm just gonna pick the Ravens and make the safe pick. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Browns somehow pulled this out of their ass. You know. So you you heard the crazy stat I just said about the Giants, right? Where they've, you know, every every game they've played in has been a one-possession game. The Ravens, in every single game they've played this year, have had a 10-point lead at least in every single game. And they're 3-3. Three and three. 
Uh, I think this is a lot better of a football team than their record is. They've just had some horrific fourth quarters. Um, so I like Baltimore to win here. Uh, Cleveland, to me, man, they're starting to look defeated. They're starting to look like they're a team that doesn't have that knows that they don't have a good quarterback. That early season, they were battling, they were fighting. I don't, I didn't see that last week at all versus New England. So I like Baltimore here. Um, next game. Now we're in the afternoon slate. The Jets at the Broncos. The Broncos are two-point home favorites. I'll take the Jets. Why not? Um, yeah, I don't know why the books love Denver. They did. They did cover last week. Um, but I think they suck. I think Russell Wilson is a shit football player, and I will continue to remind people how hilarious it is that the Broncos mortgage their lives to get him. Um, so, uh, go Jets. Uh, yeah, I think we know what I'm about to say. What are you going to say? Give me the Jets. Aha, he's taking the Jets! Yeah! Zach's the better Wilson! Okay, no, Zach Wilson was shit last week, and you have to acknowledge that. Hey, you know what? Tom Brady has had so many shit games, and he wins them, alright? It's just... You you see how he has the great coach? Robert Sala, I guess, yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, but... I'm going to go opposite of you two. Um, I'm taking Denver lock of the week at minus two. Holy shit. Yep. What are you, insane? Home, Denver, it's a different team. They are just a different team at home. Uh, and the Jets, look, I know this is going to come off salty after they beat my Packers, but I think they're little Mickey Mouse. I think, um, you know, Green Bay, not a very good football team. The week before, they played the Dolphins that were banged up. They've beaten the Steelers. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like Denver at home, under a field goal, I like them. The Jets, like you said, Josh, Zach Wilson didn't do a ton last week. Uh, and Denver's defense is way better than Green Bay's defense. So, yeah, I this is ballsy. I get it. But give me Denver lock of the week at minus two. Do we know the over-under in this game? Because I bet you, I wouldn't be shocked if it is in the 20s. I'm not even joking. I'm not even trying <laughs> to be funny it's when I'm saying and that. A half. I'm taking the under. I've ne- I've always told people life's too short to take the under, but fuck it. I want to win in life, so give me the under. Oh, wait till we get to Monday Night Football. I'm sure that over-under is going to be up. Oh, it's actually the same. Never mind. Um, okay, moving forward, the Texans and the Raiders. The Raiders are seven-point favorites. Both teams are coming off of their bye week. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Raiders, minus seven. Uh, I think that they get on track in this one, uh, but also they might very well lose. Uh, I got Raiders winning. I'll take the Raiders. Not much needs to be said. Um, here's a kind of a fun one. Another afternoon game. The Seahawks at the Chargers. The Chargers are six and a half point favorites. All right, I'm going to go Seahawks underdog of the week. Okay. Um, I've he been knows. like high on, I've been high on the Chargers a lot. And then they almost lost to the Broncos. And now I kind of think they suck ass. Um, which I know is a very volatile way to approach the NFL. Um, but I don't know. I, and honestly, I kind of regret waiting this long because I like this one more than picking the Bears or the Steelers. So, yeah. Okay. Josh? Yeah. Uh, shit. Um, I want to go Seahawks just like John, but I feel like I have to go – Charger. Nope. Seahawks. Fuck it. Give me the Seahawks. 
I like the Chargers to win, Seahawks to cover. That's kind of how I feel about this one. I agree. I agree. The other afternoon game, and here we go. It's the Chiefs at the 49ers. The Kansas City Chiefs are three-point favorites. The one thing I would <gasps> like to say about this game is Chiefs are 1-2 and two during the daytime and are 3-0 and oh at night. Well, wouldn't this be a okay, game that's... that creeps into nighttime? Or no. I guess not there. It's a, it's a daytime game. Yeah, that stat does so, not matter. Yeah, screw that stat. Thoroughly, you know. All right. Um. So, yeah, this game is kind of, I would say, unfortunate timing because I think the Chiefs have to play the two teams that hate them the most, probably. Um. I don't know necessarily if that's quite the case with the Niners. But they definitely are going to want to beat us because the last time we played, we beat them in the Super Bowl. I know it's not the entirely same squad, but there's a lot of familiar faces over there. Um, so this is definitely going to be a close game. I have no confidence that we're going to blow these guys out. Another thing is I think that the way that the, the 49ers play football could really expose the fact that the Chiefs have a big tackling problem. Um, they, they are arm tackle city. Um, <laughs> so I think the 49ers have a good opportunity to take advantage of that. Um, I thought about taking the Niners lock of the week, um, but I will take the Chiefs to win just because I don't see them losing two in a row here. Um, but I do think that it's going to be a very close game. I could see the Chiefs having to get a field goal at the end here. Josh? I know. Okay, well, fucking Jackson, talk. I know. I'm just... You've you uh, described how we're gonna lose this week because we I forgot what your stat was, but oh yeah, San Francisco's coming off a terrible loss. But I wish I knew the record with Mahomes coming off a loss and Andy Reid coming off a loss in that Mahomes era. I'm gonna go Chiefs. I really, I would actually take Chiefs minus three or yeah, lock of the week. But I already have Titans minus two and a half. But yeah, give me the Chiefs. I'm not going to take them by a lot, that confident in the lock of the week, but I definitely see us winning by a touchdown. Okay, so I have to be the bearer of bad news. Um, I am picking the Niners this week. I think while Buffalo is a better football team than the 49ers, the 49ers match up better with Kansas City. Um, I think they just the way they play is going to, like John alluded to, kind of expose the Chiefs. They're going to be able to run all over the Chiefs. Think about it. If Buffalo who was one of the worst rushing teams in the NFL, was able to run for over 100 yards easily this past week. Just think about what San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan are going to have cooked up this week. And like I said, like you alluded to, Josh, uh, not a great look that they came off of a embarrassing loss to a team that they would probably consider themselves a tier above. I don't love that. Now, they're banged up. They are extremely banged up. Uh, and that's the one thing that I think could be a big factor that the Chiefs could take advantage of. But, I I don't know. I just don't like this matchup. I don't like this game. I don't like how it's on the road. Um, and I also don't like how it's right before the bye week. Maybe some guys looking ahead to their vacations. Uh, I like San Francisco in a really close and frustrating game. You can see that, unfortunately. Sunday night football. The Pittsburgh Steelers head to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Dolphins are seven-point favorites. Yeah, this game's going to be I ass. Will, yeah. Uh, Primetime games suck all around. 
another three terrible primetime games. Three teams I really don't have much interest in watching. Um, I guess maybe the Dolphins, or and I mean six teams. Anyway, I'll take the Dolphins to win. Uh, Tyreek Hill has 700, re- 700 yeah. receiving yards. That's insane. What the hell? That's he probably has a bunch of rushing yards, too. Um, he's going to go for 2K. Maybe. Yeah, like, he's on he's pace going. to break Calvin Johnson's record. He's going ridiculous. Yeah. He is just so, ridiculous. Good for him. Uh, I think it was a move that worked out for both parties. Um, and, yeah, I'll, I'll take the uh, I'll take the Dolphins. All right. Uh, yeah. No way, Kenny Pickett can do this again. Give me the Dolphins. I think two is starting this week, right? Yeah, two is back. Yeah, give me the Dolphins. I have to do this just because I have two games left. I'm gonna do Steelers underdog of the week. Um, do I think they win this game? Probably not. Um, but you know, two is first game back. Might be a little bit of rust. I don't know. Pittsburgh beat Tampa last week somehow. Who's to say they couldn't beat Miami? Uh, and it might be Trubisky, which I'm not sure who I'd like more in this game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, give me Pittsburgh underdog of the week, I guess. But do I expect them to win? Not really. So I'm very anxious to see where John's lock of the week goes. <laughs> well, there's only one more left, right? Uh, I know. I don't know what team Bears at play. Patriots. Patriots, 70. It's not 70. Seven and a half point favorites. <laughs> okay. So I am going to take the Patriots lock of the week. Mm. Um, now, this is probably going to be a, a eyebrow-raising decision, but I think the Chicago Bears are horrible. Um, I could not imagine being a Bears fan. I think I just wouldn't cheer. I wouldn't watch. Um, it It's terrible. Now, now, let's look at the shit that Bill Belichick does to quarterbacks like Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um he basically puts them in like a torture, a mental torture chamber. Um, and I don't know, man. Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi's kind of got it going for the Patriots. Um, he's almost 3 0. Like, he almost beat the Packers. Bit the shit out of uh, two teams that have played largely close games this season. Um, so I see him continuing it. The Patriots are a scarier team than I think people give them credit for. Not that I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. But you never know. I think they're capable of beating somebody, um, not necessarily in the playoffs, but throughout the season that people might not expect. <laughs> Buffalo, please. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the Patriots lock of the week. Didn't you have Patriots like going to the Super Bowl all last year? Yeah, all last year. I was like, the NFL is, I was like, the NFL is poising for Brady Belichick Super Bowl. Like, it's going to happen. I was all over it. He's and I mean, I was cool closer. I was closer than most people were because a lot of people didn't have the Patriots making the playoffs. But it didn't work out for me. They, they ended up throwing the division in a bit. All right, Josh. Give me. I sorry, I did forget I was up. Um, yeah. As much as this hurt me, I mean, I'm just going against all of my beliefs. Give me the Patriots. I'm sorry, Justin. Um, I think it's time we have a serious discussion on this podcast. Uh. Is Bailey Zappi better than Mac Jones? And I'm not yes. I'm not trolling. This isn't yes. this is not a troll. Um he looks way more comfortable and way better in this offense than Mac. He Jones. looked better. He looked better when he came in against the Packers. Like, like I was like, who is this? Holy guy? hell, this guy has played insanely well. Um there's a reason they drafted this kid somewhat high. 
and he did throw 61 touchdowns last year. So, I mean, at Western Kentucky. So, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. It's interesting. If he lights it up against Chicago, I don't know. What do you do? I'd keep rolling with Bailey. If he wins again, how do you mention? And you got Belichick, who we know who we know where he stands on this subject. I mean, he's benched a good quarterback before. Yeah, I I fully think that this is like the, the new the new guy for the Patriots. I'm not gonna say the Tom Brady to, to Daniel Jones's Drew Bledsoe, yeah. but hey, you know, <laughs> you never know. Um, Bailey Zappi, baby. All right, that's week seven. Uh, we're nearly halfway through the season. Crazy. Um, that sucks. That a few, really does a few, suck. De- a few decent games this week. Um, looking forward to Chiefs Niners, of course. But um, you know, Colts Titans will find a way to be stupidly entertaining. Uh, and then Seahawks Chargers. It, it could be in for some fun football this week. Uh, and then next week, I know you hate the prime time this week, John. I know you fucking hate it. But next week we get Ravens Buccaneers on Thursday night. First Thursday, first good Thursday game since like the Chiefs played. Um, Packers Bills on Sunday night, and then Monday night, unfortunately, is Bengals Browns. But hey, you can't expect them to get them all. <laughs> um, Bengals Browns is still better than a lot of the shit we've had to sit through. True, and I'm sure the Thursday night people are thrilled that next week they get actual talent. Um, last okay. week was awful. Yeah, <laughs> the last two Thursday nights have just been, and the worst part about them is like you knew they were going to be awful going into yeah, it. Yeah, you just knew. You were like, like okay. Said, You're like, okay. No, when yeah. I said I'm not gonna watch the football team or the Commanders play the play the Bears, yeah. and I ended up watching the second half, and it was awful. I didn't get any enjoyment out of it. What I did I tell I never you? Do that again. What did I tell you? You remember when we recorded this last week, and you said that's gonna be the first one, first primetime game you miss all year. And I said, "There's." I go. The NFL has a chokehold on us. There's no way you're gonna miss it. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know what I can't wait for? And this came out today. The the Black Friday game next year. Oh, I know. That's gonna be interesting. And like, I, I'm gonna. I'm interested. I'm very. Think about interested. it. You get. You get three Thanksgiving games, and then the next day you get a game. That's. That's going to be nice. And I don't know if you guys also listened to on uh, Travis Kelsey's podcast. He did say the Chiefs will be in Bayern Munich. Or not Bayern Munich. Bayern Germany. Or Munich, Germany. Yeah, Munich, Germany. Right? Munich, yeah. Munich, Germany. The Chiefs were supposed to go there this year to play the Buccaneers, but Travis said the Bucks did not want to lose a home game for that reason. So we're sacrificing a home game next year? Probably. Son of a bitch, bro. I hate that. Ugh, no. Whatever. I hate that shit. It's such a pain. It's I think a, I, I'm not even joking. I think we're going to get a lot of love because, I mean, John, didn't you say. Mahomes. Well, didn't you say, like, our Clark Hunt is, like, an owner in yeah. Bayern? He owns part. He owns FC Dallas, which is, like, associated with Bayern Munich. So, somehow he's up in their shit. Look, um, I'm not a soccer yeah. guy, so my opinion's completely different on this. But I don't like playing overseas, man. I just don't fucking like it. It feels like the players don't like it either. I mean, oh, going to be very interesting. It's it's like I mean I enjoy the watching the eight thirty games, but from like a team to team perspective, everyone's gotta hate that shit. Imagine being told you gotta go play a football game on a fourteen hour plane ride away. See, and you oh. like the watching football at eight thirty. I that's like the worst part. I don't wanna be up that early. I probably went out drinking the night before with my buddies and I probably didn't get back till four in the fucking morning. I don't wanna have to wake up till noon to watch my team play. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, okay. Enough NFL talk. Uh, it's time, boys. It is time 
for NBA season predictions. Who's ready, man? Let's get it. Uh, unfortunately, Josh's race for the 10 seed is back. Um, yes, sir. I think it might end this year, guys. I think it might. Well, I'll say this, Josh. I have the Kings as the 8 seed in the West when I did my picks today. I, Holy fuck. I actually think this Kings team is pretty I, fucking good. I love how I don't have them making the play. <laughs> I cannot wait. This Kings team is good. Okay. Oh, my God. They're not. No, they're not. John, they're better than what they usually are is what I'm saying. I can't wait for the Clippers to slap them on the – like well, the Clippers are better than the Kings. That's not. I'm not saying that. Let's get one thing clear. <laughs> but, uh, I think yeah. the Malik Monk addition is going to be like a lot more crucial than what a lot of people think. Okay. Well, let's just do this. Let's say who are your top three. I, I know we said we're going to do top eight, but let's just do top three in each conference, starting in the East. John, who is your number one team in the East this year? Our number one team in the Eastern Conference this season is the... Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Josh? My number one team this season is also psych. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. Interesting, interesting. Mine's the Bucks. Uh, I think, as long as the big three stays healthy. Who, John, is your second team in the East? My number two team in the Eastern Conference is the Boston Celtics. Josh? I actually do not have the Celtics in my top three because mm. I don't think the coach is going to be good for them. I have the Bucks as my number two team in the East. Interesting. I had Boston. Me and John are like got the same list because I have Boston as my number two team in the East as well. Uh, although I am interested to see how much losing Yudoku hurts. Um, and then the number three team. John, who's your number three team in the East this year? My number three team in the East is, let's see if it'll be the same on this. The Miami Heat. Interesting. For my number three, I have the Brooklyn Nets. God damn it. I knew it. I knew it. Somebody was going to fucking do that. Um, yeah, my number three is actually Philly. I got Philly as my number three team in the East. Uh, I got them as my number five. Yeah, I, had, I, had, my number one. I had Miami at four. So, um, yeah. so then now let's go to the West, and uh, I'll start off this one. My number one team in the West is the reigning champ Warriors. My number one is the Sacramento Kings. Okay. No, it's the Warriors. It's the Warriors. Uh, okay, yeah. For the regular season, I will uh, actually This is a regular season ahead. prediction. Yeah. For the regular season, I'll go ahead and take the Phoenix Suns. I think they're just like regular season ballers. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Number two team in the East, or the West, excuse me, for me is the Los Angeles Clippers. Think, uh, Whoa! I, I just think, man, this team is damn good. And they're they, back this year. Yeah, they're back. And they've got one of the best coaches in the NBA. If you know, like, going to take the Los Angeles load manage Clippers in the regular season to finish man, above. But John, like a year ago, they nearly made the playoffs. Like, if they they don't even need Kawhi and Paul George to play 70, 80 games. Okay, and in the year before the year before Kawhi and Paul George got there, they um. They, yeah, they, they took the Warriors six without him, I'm and well then they aware. got like third. I'm well aware. Um, they're a bunch of dumbasses. Um, my so my number to... my number two is a team that always gets top two, top or always makes the playoffs. I guess I should okay. say. Well, it's I'm gonna the... go with. You just didn't even let me say what my number two is, buddy. Because it was Josh's turn. Because it was my turn. You fuck. Well, I was going first. Okay. 
My number two is the Denver Nuggets. Mm. I didn't realize I didn't realize I jumped from first to last. Um, but I'll take the Warriors. That's how it works. Wait, what? Wait, who was your number one, John? No, he's uh, saying so he was saying last time when we did the East, he went first, and I just reversed it this time. Um, okay, I didn't realize. It's all right. My bad. My bad. My yeah. number three yeah, team. <laughs> my number three team in the West. I've pondered on this one a lot. Um, gone back and forth, but I'm going to go with Memphis. I think the Grizzlies. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they were damn close last year to breaking out of the West, and I think they'll be right at the top yet again. Oh, my number three and my number four, and they it's literally going to be a coin flip, is Memphis and Phoenix. I'm going to go Phoenix three, I'm going to go Memphis four, but, but I could easily have Phoenix or Memphis or whatever I said opposite. Okay, well, with third place in the West, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Pelicans. Ooh, um, wow. They, yes, the New Orleans they were, Pelicans. They were, yes, the New Orleans Pelicans. They were good as shit last year. Um, without probably the the most unbelievable physical specimen to ever play in the NBA for now until Victor Wembanyama shows up next year. Um, He's look, a future king. Cannot. I wait. think that they can put no. this shit together. Um, they're honestly one of the teams that like scares the most shit out of me uh, as a Clippers fan. Uh, I think they have a big opportunity to be really good. Um, and they have a lot of pieces going on there too. Um, CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Ingram, all around him. It's a pretty stacked roster. I, yeah, I like New Orleans a lot. Not that much, but I, I do like them a lot. I think they're one of those teams that could surprise some people this year with how good they are, especially how they ended last year. Uh, I'll say this. I think Phoenix takes a huge step back this year. I think the way yeah. they went out last year is brutal. And, and Aiden has yeah, not – they haven't had good communication. Aiden has not been happy. I just feel like things are not okay in Phoenix right now. I actually have a bold take. I think DeAndre Aiden will be traded before the trade deadline. Maybe. I think he's going to go to the Pacers like he was supposed to. Maybe. Could happen. Who knows? Maybe it was a, a, a failed sign-in trade. We just don't know it. Well, it was a they matched the they they offered him and the Suns matched. That's what happened. But um, yeah, so now that we've done that, this we just have to do this. I'm sorry, we have to do this. Where did the Lakers finish? Because there, I had them. I had them at five. Five? Ooh, man, we disagree, John. Okay, my Western Conference is so unbelievably fucked up, but I have them at four. Okay. Wow, I think I think they're I think they actually weld well together this year. I'm a little. Too you guys want to know what I have them at? A eleven. I don't. No think, fuck. I don't think they make. Jackson, Jackson, I hate the Los Angeles Lakers so much, and what I want to happen in the NBA literally has happened like once ever, like with the Raptors beating the Warriors. Do not expect this to work out for me. Okay, they're gonna get fourth in the West. They're gonna finish above the Clippers. <sighs> And no, they're gonna no. knock him out in the playoffs. No, yep. no, 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 no. This team is ass. This team is so bad. They have not upgraded from last year one fucking bit. I don't give a shit. This team, they, I, they would be, in my opinion, I'm calling it right fucking now. This team would be fortunate to win 40 games this year. They would be fortunate to do it. I don't believe in them at all. You want to know the crazy thing? 
That means you have the Kings somehow higher than the fucking Lakers. Oh, yeah, yeah. If the Kings and Lakers played in a real game, I'd, I'd take Sacramento 10 times out of 10. The Lakers roster to me is so bad. They have no shooting yeah. in a shooter's league. And even if they finish last place, they can't get Victor Wimpenyama. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, this Lakers team, you guys are like the highest on them I've, I've heard out of anybody because I don't have any faith in them at all. Unless they trade Westbrook. If they trade Westbrook, it's a new conversation. But as long as he's there, nothing good is going to happen. The Lakers are rivals with the Clippers, and the the, the, the NBA is completely dictated around making the Clippers as miserable as humanly fucking possible. Okay, what about last year, I'm John, though? You. I mean, the, the, the Lakers were ass last year for you. You got to see them suffer. Yeah, but it was the one year the Clippers sucked dick in, in this whole rotation. Like, yeah, trust me, they'll, they'll be back. They'll be back with a fucking vengeance. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into individual award predictions, and then obviously we'll get into our finals picks. Uh, what should we start with? Uh, I already MVP. have the list ready. I was going to say, we're, we're going to do MVP, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man, Defense Player of the Year, Most Improved Player, Coach, and then Finals. So we're starting with MVP. Yes, and order will go Jackson, me, John. That's what I have on the list. Cool. It will make it very easy for me. Yeah. My MVP this year is Ja Morant. Just feels like... And he's kind of taken over. He's probably the second best point guard in the NBA right now. So, give me him to win it. I am going to go. He, it's the first time MVP winner. I think we all know where I'm going. I'm going to go the favorite. I'm going to go Luka Doncic. I think he gets it done finally. The only thing, the only reason I don't think he gets it done, which might sound dumb, is because he just doesn't have that second player that he needs. Unless they made a move and I just can't remember. But, like... To, ha- to be an MVP, you have to have a successful team around you. And the Mavs are, but I just feel like they're missing that second key player. Um, I will go for the first time in 10 years. LeBron James will be the MVP. This the jinx National is not Mavs. going to work. LeBron, yeah, John, what are you doing? Bro, I'm telling you, okay? The Lakers had an absolutely shit year last year. The, the whole LeBron can't be MVP thing, like, it has to be as dead as it's ever been. If LeBron goes out there and is genuinely like a baller again, which I think he will be because a lot of my life is built around like geriatric athletes eating my ass. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and predict that LeBron James will do just that. Uh, and when and most valuable player, um, when he wins the first one since 2013, you guys can all give me a pat on the back and say, you're right. Good job. Okay. Don't think the Lakers will be good enough for that. But, yeah. All right, what's the next award, Josh? LeBron just has to be cold as shit. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Going to go with a not very popular pick. I'm going to go with Jaden Ivey of the Pistons. Um, Just feel like him and Cade might really have a good season together. Uh, I'm not doing this just because I'm a Kings fan. But I'm going Keegan Murray. I think Keegan Murray is the most pro-ready prospect. He's a favorite at this point. No, he's not. He's not. Paulo Banchero is. I mean, yeah, I, I, Paulo okay, he might not be the favorite, but like I've seen so many people on social media like hyping him up at this point, and he deserves it. I think Keegan Murray is going to be good, and I think he's going to be a really good player, but I don't think he's going to turn into an all-star. I think he's just the most pro-ready player right now. Maybe. Okay, well, since since y'all didn't do it, I'm going to take Paulo Banchero. Yeah. Just so maybe one of us will get one right. Hey, 
You know, it makes sense. If, if none of us get that right, that will that that's bad. The only guy we, we missed, just the, the only the, the only notable guy we missed was Jabari Smith. Really, yeah, we just took the top three. Ochai. No, Ochai. Yeah, Ochai. I give I could give two shits about Ochai. Yeah. Um yeah, and then I mine would have been Chet, but obviously not possible anymore. Yep, he'll be rookie of the year next year though. Probably he'll have the Ben Simmons type rookie of the year. Um, I'm telling you, he will be my pick. If Chet was playing, I would pick him over Keaton. No, Victor and Bobway next year is my pick. I'll do that now. I don't care. Uh NBA six man. I'm gonna go we're back. We're gonna have the same. I'm gonna go back to back. I'm going hero wins it again. Um, never mind. We're not. You're just a dumbass. Yeah, give me Jordan Poole, who's was announced to be in the starting rotation. But okay. Well, fuck. Uh, it yeah. says he has the best odds. Fuck. Give me Christian Wood. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna go with um, Russell Westbrook. I uh, thought about that. I thought that. that's He's funny. Gonna be in that second unit. This is one reason I think the Lakers will be okay. I think a system of letting Russell Westbrook just like do whatever the hell he wants with all the bums on the floor uh, and then get him out of there once people that actually know what they're doing come in, you know, maybe not a bad method. Um, okay. All right. Josh, next award. I already. Oh, sorry. I, was, I keep thinking that you guys know the words. It's defense player of the year. Depoy. Going Kawhi the Claw Leonard. I think he comes back. What the hell is wrong with you? No the hell is wrong with you? You just picked Russell Westbrook to win sixth man of the year. 82 games and average 40 points, and he wouldn't win the MVP. There is not a more hated on player just in all sports. Just shut up. Do not pick him Kawhi to win any I'm taking him. I'm taking him. I'm taking him. And when he wins, don't be fucking excited. Don't celebrate it. Shut the fuck up. John, wait. John, I know he, he sits I'm, there once, and everyone's like, I'll never vote for a guy that tears his vagina when he gets out of bed. And that's how the NBA works. Like John, can I guess your defensive player of the year? Go ahead and guess it. Anthony Davis. Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly. Anthony Davis. I, I guessed it. I guessed it. He's just picking a bunch of Lakers, so if he's miserable, he's oh, shit, right. Jackson. If he's miserable, All right. he'll be right with his picks, and if he's happy, he'll be wrong with his picks. He's hedging himself. Most improved player of the year. Who was your defense player of the year, Josh? Oh, sorry. Rudy Gobert. Most improved player. Mm. This one, this one's tough because like last year they gave it to John Morant, and that was like, what the hell? The dude was already an all star. So it kind of depends on what they're really. Angling. Yeah. What the no, I'm looking is. at the odds here. The top, the top, like everybody at the top is already a good player. Like Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, Zion Williamson, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, Tyrese like these Maxie. guys are like half of these guys are like all stars. I mean, Zion, Zion has to be a favorite. I mean, yes. I mean, he has some. He has some proof. These are like half. Like, oh my God, I don't even know what I'm. Why would Zion be a favorite? He averaged twenty-seven. <laughs> he averaged twenty-seven points a game, bro. What's he gonna do? More to improve. Oh so my God. Yeah, maybe if he had just like sixty points a game, you can give it to him. Um, I don't freaking. I'm gonna say James Wiseman. Just. That's yeah. that. That's out there. Just if he comes back and the Warriors have a good year and he's effective, sure. I have Tyrese Halliburton just so I can cry. Uh, I will take Terrence Man. Yes. Oh, there it is. He's back. Will he even play? Plus, plus twenty five thousand. He has odds, and yeah, he he'll play for like a little bit. And then they might. I'd say you put a dollar on that so you can win at least 250 just in case. 
Hell no. Bro, how does Miles Bridges have most improved player odds? He's not even going to be playing. Say, won't he be suspended the whole year? His little ball has rookie of the year odds, and he got cut the other day. Dude, yeah. There's one dude on the Rockets that's from my college, and he's not even on the fucking odds. Oh, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Uh, yeah, the lowest odds I can find on most improved player is Zaire Williams. Luke Kennard's down there, too. Funny stuff. He is. All right, Josh, who you got? I already said I have Tyrese. Oh, yeah, that's right. John, who do you have? Oh, you got, fuck, you said Terrence Mann. Okay, we're good. Yeah, we're <laughs> Next award. Next award would be Coach of the Year. Tyron Lue. All right. What the fuck? All right, John, I'm guessing you're going with whoever the Lakers is. Darvin Ham. Everyone say it with me, Darvin Ham. Uh, I'm going Mike Brown. Why? <laughs> Mike, me and John were both just like, what, what is wrong with you? Explain yourself. What is wrong Explain with you? Yourself. Just hoping. Yourself, just, hoping. I'm just hoping. Just hoping. Okay. I'm just hoping. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Think about this. If Mike Brown, if Mike Brown can get the Kings into the playoffs in his first year when they haven't made it in 18 years, yeah, I mean that has that deserves some type of recognition, you know? Like that's not crazy. Yeah. Oh, with Mike Brown. <laughs> Who's the Celtics coach? Udoka. No, it's not. No. Mike Brown. Mike Brown has better odds than a lot of people you would think. Yeah, because rookie head coaches typically win this award. Mike Brown has better odds than. Who the hell is Joe Mazula? Is he the intern for the Celtics? Celtics coach. He's the new, the intern. If you look him up, it just says basketball won't be the difficult part for Joe Mazzola. So, so let me say this. Mike Brown actually doesn't have much better the odds than anyone. He's at plus 5,000. He only has better odds than Rick Carcel, Tom Thibodeau, Mark Diagnolu, whoever the fuck that is, Jamal Mosley, and Steven Silas, the uh, Rockets, Rockets coach. coach. Okay. So, yeah. Mike Brown. Cool. All right. Finals. I am going uh, to go. Bucks win over the Grizzlies in seven. Lakers over the Nets in five. All right, I'm going to go. I, I can't believe I'm doing. Nah, fuck. This is generational um, trolling from John. I'm going to go. Screw it. You know what? Fuck it. 76ers over Clippers and six. What? Mm. You guys are retarded. John. Realize, like, John. You're editing. Is, no, yeah. this is the timeline where. Clippers fans get abused, okay? There is a timeline where the Clippers don't suck ass. You guys are forgetting how it works in this timeline that we live in, okay? okay We're not John. from the other one. The Clippers We're keeping this will in. always yeah. make me want to die. Why are you acting like they won't? Uh, because eventually that's gonna be the something. that's gonna be the YouTube short of the week two for they're gonna for win. You, they're gonna win something. I don't know what it's gonna be, but the Clippers will be better than the Lakers. I would bet anything on that. The Lakers will eliminate the Clippers from the playoffs in six games. Okay, you're, you're really throwing your shot out there. 
watch the Lakers actually do everything John's predicting. I I I would become the happiest man on the earth. You guys forget what timeline we live in. Okay, keep fine, John. Like ignore the laws of physics. Fine. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, John. Since we always bet, um, I will bet. How much you want to? I will bet you the Clippers have more wins than the Lakers this year in the regular season. Hey, I'm not... <laughs> oh, now we're not confident. Now we want to talk all this shit about how miserable you are. But when it comes to this, now all of a sudden. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did we do coach of the year? Oh yeah, we did. Shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting on the podcast. Uh, yeah. So we should got we got through all the awards, right? Correct. Awesome. Moving on. New sport. The MLB playoffs are freaking crazy, man. The Dodgers Amazing. are out. Thank God. Uh, you can't just buy yourself a World Series, assholes. Um, the NLCS is Padres, Phillies. The ALCS is going to be Yankees-Astros. Wow. I mean, I'm so happy to see teams like the Braves and the Dodgers get upset. It's awesome. Um, Everyone, you know, if you like stocks um, and you think the Blue Jays or you think the Phillies are going to win the World Series, rather than betting on the Phillies to win the World Series, just like short every stock. Um because the last the Phillies won before the last three major uh, sessions depressions in the United States. Um, so if you need some info on that. That's where you go. But that's about the best I have for you. Because quite frankly, these playoffs are on crack. Like I can't even keep track. Um, uh, the game when I went to a restaurant and I was pissed that the waiter couldn't get the game on because they were in the eleventh inning. Uh, and then I went home and watched the game for another hour because that's how long the Astros Mariners game. Yeah. Um, like what is going on? Uh, the Padres, that game was ridiculous too. Uh, it was hilarious to see the Dodgers just get wiped off the field. Um, but the Yankees are going to win it all. Watch. Thanks. So. Wow. I don't think they can get past the Astros. I think the Astros, unfortunately are the only team left that is actually a dominant baseball team. And like we've seen, it's not about being a dominant baseball team necessarily. It's more about just playing your best baseball at the right time. But, man, talk about just the lineup they throw out is absurd. Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, who might be the best hitter on the planet right now. I mean, Jordan Alvarez is scary hot with the bat. Uh, and you just look around the rest of that lineup. Pena, the rookie shortstop, already doing insane things for them. Bregman, of course. I just don't see someone topping Houston. Uh, but I do think, I do think whatever World Series matchup we get is going to be an absolute banger. I think we're going to get a really fun World Series this year. I kind of want to see the the. I don't. I re, I just want the NL to win now. I hate all the AL teams remaining. Yeah, it's kind of where it's at. I. I wouldn't mind seeing the Phillies or Padres win, but the Yankees and Astros. I guess as long as the Astros don't win, I won't complain too much. Yeah. yeah. I don't really care for any of these teams, to be 100% honest with you. Uh, if the Padres win, Hosmer gets a ring, and that would piss Padres fans off so bad. But I think it's a trade they'd be willing to take. But it would be funny because they, the way we we look at Hosmer in Kansas City and we all love him, it's like a complete 180 over there. They freaking hate Hosmer's guts. Uh, so that would be funny to see them have to give him a ring. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, Royals have still not hired a manager. No updates on that. But surely in the next few weeks that'll happen. Um, okay, 
That's enough baseball talk. Let's get into some college football talk to wrap up today's episode. Um, wow. It is getting crazy in the college football world. Alabama gave up 52 points to Texas, loses 52-49. Um, so now your top four, as of right now, are Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, and Michigan. Uh, what are your guys' impressions on the way things have been so far? What are your guys' predictions going forward for the playoff? Who cares? Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, John. Um, that really helped. That's how interested I am in college football nowadays. Um, no, no, no. The 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 Tennessee's not going to make it. I can promise Ooh. you that. You don't um, think so. They will not. They will not be SEC champions. Um, end of the season. Um, and I don't think the TCU Horn Frogs will make it either. So the TCU if, makes it. That's like fucking Washington making it. Crazy if they made it. So I'm going to take Ohio State. Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson. Okay. I'll say this. I'm going to – Go ahead, Josh. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to say, are we wanting to uh, say who we have? Just say – okay, let's, let's, let's just do this. Um, based off of what you've seen right now, what are your top four teams? Who would you put in right now? Right at this moment right now, Number one, Ohio State. Number two, Tennessee. Number three, Alabama. Number four, Michigan. Okay. I would go number one, Ohio State. I would put Tennessee at two. Um, yep. just think they have a really impressive win. I would put Georgia at three. I would put Michigan at four, Clemson at five, and then Bama at six. Okay, I didn't realize we were doing one of these. I was just predicting who I think is going to be in the playoffs. Well, we're just saying right now. Um, yeah, the Ohio State has a chance to win it all this year, I think, and so does Michigan. Oh. Believe it or not, yeah, those teams at the top of the SEC aren't like piss water compared to them. Yeah. I don't know. That was such a bad analogy. Well, let's let's. Uh, this is what we were talking about before the podcast started, before John joined today, was that we're looking at it, and there is going to be a really, really deserving and good team that does not make the playoff this year. As, you know, there typically is, but this year more than any. So we looked at it, and Tennessee still has to go to Georgia, right? And so let's just pretend they lose that game because it's very viable, right? And Georgia goes undefeated. That means Tennessee is a one-loss team that cannot play in the conference championship game. Um, But would you leave a one-loss Tennessee team out of the playoff if their only loss was at Georgia? It depends on what happens. If Bama beats Georgia, then you put in Georgia and Bama. But if Bama, if Georgia beats Bama, then you probably got to put in Tennessee and Georgia. But here's but here's then a you run into the question of what do you do because you you still have an undefeated team in the ACC. You you mm-hmm. still probably have an undefeated team in the Pac-12 if UCLA wins that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a lot of shit to look at. Well, one thing because... you didn't even mention is. You have an undefeated team currently in Ole Miss, and yeah, I mean they play Bama, so it's that'll decide a lot of things. But um, there's a possibility that you have four SEC teams that go 11 and one. I mean that's the, the S- crazy the- part. It probably won't yeah. happen. Someone will probably slip up, but there is a possibility you have four SEC teams go four and one, or excuse me, 11 and one, and they might knock each other out. A few of them might just knock each other out, even though all four could be deserving of making it. Yeah, we'll have to see. The thing that we're going to talk about is like, 
a one-loss Michigan, because I think Michigan loses at Ohio State, and because they'll lose that game, they won't be able to play in the Big Ten championship game. A one-loss Michigan, a one-loss Tennessee, a one-loss Georgia, and a one-loss Alabama. Do you put all of those teams in over an undefeated Clemson? <laughs> I don't know what the hell you do there, man. That's what I'm saying. This is insane. Like, if you do, everyone's going to be pissed because you left Clemson out and they went undefeated. But those teams look just look so much, so clearly look more complete. And the Dabo soundbite sound we'd get after he misses the playoffs being undefeated. Oh, Hilarious. God. It would be, and like like you said, John. Let's say all of that happens, right? Clemson's undefeated. What if UCLA is undefeated too? Then you just have like it's going to get oh, fuck so. The Pac-12. Fuck the Pac twelve. I know, That's I, know what you I know, I know. <laughs> I get it, but it's just like a scenario. This is exactly why you have to have twelve teams because this is ridiculous. You're having so many teams with insanely impressive, good resumes. And a lot, a lot of them are not going to make it. A lot of them are going to fall short. You know what's funny, too, is had Tulane not lost the Southern Miss, they would have a chance to be like the UCF of this year. Yeah. Like, hey, we beat K-State. <laughs> we beat K-State. Hey, Tulane's ranked. Tulane's ranked. They are, I know. The 25th. They, they, it would be so much closer to being that, that team. But, it, but yeah, it is definitely like a year that if you have a loss – to somebody that is not like Alabama, Georgia, or Michigan, Ohio State, if you have a loss to any team outside of that, you're basically screwed. You're not making the playoff. You have no chance. Uh, and it sucks, but it's also cool because <laughs> you're going to get some of the best matches. Like this week, number 17, K-State at 8, TCU. It's going to be huge. Um, I'll tell you another one. Number 9, UCLA at number 10, Oregon. Just so much good football. Like last Saturday was amazing, and it's just going to keep getting better now that we're getting closer to the playoff uh, being released. All I know is if Mizzou loses this weekend, Fire Drink wins immediately. Like, <laughs> bye. Mizzou is 14 point home favorites. Oh, and if they lose this game, there are major problems. I'll lose my shit. <laughs> It would be bad. Um, I saw that Sam Horn, uh, Drinkwit said Sam Horn had a really impressive week of practice during the bye. Um, so hopefully. Oh, yeah. Did he? Did he now? Put him in there. That's because what he said. He led multiple touchdown know. drives during the bye week in practice. Um, how about you just, how about you just have him come in this week and then you rest him against New Mexico State and then you play him in the bowl game and. Bowl we game. don't make a bowl game. Yeah, I was we don't say, make we're not a making game. a bowl game. How many game is the red shirt requirement? Uh, four, right? Four. I think it's four. Oh, it's four. Okay, playing against Vandy, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, Kentucky. Then throw Tennessee and have somebody else have Brady Cook with New Mexico State. Does it? Does it <laughs> count if they're dressed, or do they? Or does it count if they take they a have snap? To play. They have, they to, have play. to play. Okay. Because I was about to say, K State has this all the time. They keep wanting to. Will Howard already has five years of eligibility because he came as a COVID freshman. And yeah. for some reason, K-State is just like married to the idea that they want to redshirt him. They they are so addicted to the idea of Will Howard being a 26-year-old quarterback playing for them. And every time their quarterbacks got like Skylar Thompson got hurt like three times last year. And a couple of times they just like brought in a shittier backup. And then eventually they were like, okay, like we can't just like throw games. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, he's uh, 25. So maybe, maybe they're on to something. I don't know. I would rather just like, you know, it like, no, nah, we don't need to be looking for Brandon Weed. Let's look for somebody else. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap up today's episode with D4 of the week. Uh, my D4 of the week is those of you that identify as fans of the Los Angeles Clippers. Get ready to have all of your self-esteem crushed and destroyed. Because it's coming long, it's coming strong and it's coming fast. Um and yeah, I'm already I'm already pissed off. Because I, I sit there and I think, ooh, I can't wait for NBA to start. I can't wait to watch Clippers. And then I'm like, oh my god, the 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 eyes, Kawhi Leonard tearing his ACL and blowing a 3-1 lead in the bubble and blowing a 3-1 lead while you already had an 18-point lead in game six, all just flash in front of my head. And then I realize, fuck all this. This sport is stupid as shit. Um, so fuck basketball. And E4 is me for caring about it. Okay. I've been Josh. very self-deprecating, and I apologize for that. But Josh. fuck the Clippers. Earth to Josh. Josh. Okay, Josh is his hello. own E4. Hello, D4. hello. Sorry, sorry. I've been talking this whole time. So that's awkward. Uh, Talking to UFC 4. No. No. But uh, anyway, my my D4 of the week is Mother Nature. It is fucking frigid here at Northwest Missouri State. Uh, my room is probably around 48 degrees. Uh, yeah, it's oh, fucking oh. freezing. Put on a coat, puss. <laughs> that's a great clip. Um yeah, I'm gonna go with the Packers as my D4 of the week. Wow, it is it is ugly. Boring. It is terrible. Um, they did nothing to replace Devontae Adams, and they're paying a gigantic price. But I'll give an even bigger D4 of the week um, to the fans that want Aaron Rodgers benched. Uh, do you have a brain cell? And no, they're not being sarcastic. By the way, you nobody listening to this understands this, but the Packers Twitter world right now is so bad. They want Rodgers bench. They want Love to take over. They're all convinced Rodgers is the problem. I, I just don't get it. It's pissing me off. And for the sake of my sanity, please beat the Commanders. I, I know you're going to let me down. I See, the way John is about the Clippers is the way I am with the Packers. And, and you should be. Your existence yeah. is – well, at least you got a ring, though. I, mean, I do have one, but, you know, the pain. Just straight pain. Uh, but yeah, we'll wrap that up today. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see wait, you next week. Wait, okay, as we wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Okay, right at the end, gun to your head. In January, who you got? Chiefs in in Buffalo, who you got? Chiefs versus Bills. 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 <laughs> Give me Chiefs. All right, we'll see you next week. Well, you're getting.